You're listening to a 3CR podcast. It's Radiothon time again at 3CR. This year marks 40 years of radical radio at 3CR, and we're asking you to keep us on air for another 40 years by donating your money to 3CR's Radical Radiothon, June 6 to 19. Call us on 0394198377 or visit us online at 3cr.org.au. Enjoy your podcast. Asia-Pacific Currents. News and labour issues from the Asia-Pacific region. We strongly condemn the, the police that arrest uh, the protesters. Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock. On Community Radio 3CR. All views of the world should unite by the greedy capitalists. Brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links. Good morning and welcome to Asia Pacific Currents this Saturday, the 25th of June. Yes, we're getting into close to the end of the month. Uh, and of course, we've got that looming election coming up. I'm Giselle Hanna. I'm taking you through to 9.30 this morning. Asia Pacific Currents is brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on the web, all the w's.aawl.org.au. We're on Twitter and Facebook, so you can also find us on those social media platforms. You can ring us, if you so choose, on 0396637277. Coming up on today's program, yes, is uh, Lali, and thank you to Lali and the uh, Solidarity Breakfast crew for another uh, very informative and action-packed program. Um, and, of course, she <clears throat> she talked a bit about how There's quite a bit of struggle at the moment um, and we'll bring you some of that on today's program as well. In the second part of the program, the feature interview for this morning... Excuse me, I just needed to cough. Um, The feature interview is Steve Diston. He is from the ETU, the Electrical Trade Union. Many of you will know about that dispute at uh, CUB, the Carlton United Brewery in Abbotsford. This is uh, one of the most obvious forms of outsourcing and precarious labour, something we've seen across the Asia-Pacific region for quite a long time. What what happened in that dispute is basically 50 workers were called to a meeting. They were informed that their jobs no longer existed and that if they wanted to continue to work at CUB, <clears throat> they would have to reapply for their jobs uh, and there was and it would be with an outsourced company. There would be no guarantees, no individual contract. Every rather, everyone would be on an individual contract. Um, The new contracts were barely compliant with the EBA um, and it would also result in massive losses of terms and conditions. So that's what happened. The ETU, of course, is um, fighting against this. This is a sign of things to come in relation to precarious labour in Australia. So that's the feature interview in the second part of the program. It's five minutes past nine o'clock. Time now for news from around the region. We're going to start in Iran. Last week, a huge explosion rocked the western suburbs of Tehran, the capital city of Iran, when underground subway workers hit a gas pipeline. The explosion left a crater up to 50 metres deep. The two workers were the only fatalities as the blast, fortunately, did not occur in a populated area. The latest, This latest workplace accident Uh, has once again thrown the spotlight on the precarious and unsafe working conditions that huge numbers of Iranians face. 
construction and mining are the most dangerous occupations with thousands dying each year. The fact that the <clears throat> that independent unions are brutally repressed in Iran makes it almost impossible for workers to campaign for better working conditions. And in Hong Kong last week, an estimated 6,000 labour and human rights activists marched in the streets of Hong Kong in support of Lam Wing Ki. Lam was one of the five workers who were employed in bookshops and printers who mysteriously disappeared and went missing for months. They later reappeared in mainland China. Lam said that he was arrested by mainland Chinese authorities for publishing material that was critical of Chinese politicians. And now looking at the South Korean car manufacturer Hyundai, last Friday on the 24th of June, so only yesterday, marked the 100-day anniversary since 41-year-old Hung Kwang Ho committed suicide. Han was a union organiser at Yusong Enterprise, a Hyundai auto part supplier in South Korea. Han had endured five years of intimidation, repression and attacks by the company in retaliation for his trade union activities. On Friday, Labor activists commemorated his death and renewed calls for Hyundai to stop its union-busting activities. Against global companies like Hyundai, coordinated industrial action across countries is needed. And now in Japan... Last week, another massive demonstration was held in the southern Japanese island of Okinawa against the presence of U.S. military bases. While the catalyst for this latest protest was the rape and killing of a local woman by a U.S. serviceman, there are deeper issues. Many Okinawans feel that the military base negatively influences the economic and political life on their island, as well as being opposed to growing militarism in Japan. In Bahrain, earlier this month, the arrest and detention of Nabil Rajab, president of the Bahrain Centre for Human Rights, highlighted the continuing level of repression that exists in the country. Since the government moved against the popular uprising in early 2011, working-class people and organisations have borne the brunt of this repression. The right to protest and organise have basically been abolished, overseas travel curtailed and social media now also being targeted for censorship and control. And our last story for the News Roundup comes from Turkey among Avon workers. So Avon, the global cosmetic company, has a warehouse located in Gebze Industrial Zone on the outskirts of Istanbul. It's got 223 workers. Warehouse plays a critical role within the distribution network of Avon in Turkey. So 58 of those workers are registered as direct employees of Avon and 165 are registered as subcontractors with a company called Clue. Uh, And workers have had serious complaints about the unfavourable working conditions in the warehouse, such as heavy compulsory regular overtime and occupational health and safety violations and generally low wages and a policy for low wages. The vast majority of the workers are women and they've had particular complaints about gender discrimination and sexual harassment in the workplace. And worse yet, as soon as a German multi-service company, Clue, and that's the subcontractor, they started to operate as the official subcontractor in December 2015, workers were urged to sign new contracts which would further deteriorate their working conditions and personal rights. Workers who refused to sign the new contracts have been exposed to bullying by Clue. 
Consequently, workers have started to organise under the Warehouse, Storehouse, Shipbuilding and Naval Transportation Workers Union. On the 19th of May, five women and three male workers were fired without any declared reason. Six of the fired workers are members of that union. They've been protesting at the gates of the warehouse since the 23rd of May, so just over a month now. And the banners say, our beauty comes from our strength, our strength from resistance, and wipe off your lipstick, raise your voice. Workers are demanding that Avon hire back the fired workers, repeal the contract with Clue, and register all work, uh, warehouse workers as permanent Avon employees, and recognise the union as a legal representative of the workers. Further, Avon must draw up a protocol with the union to provide reasonable wages, hours, benefits and working conditions and a woman-friendly and harassment-free workplace. So a month into the dispute and it's still not resolved, but definitely one to continue watching. That's the news from around the region. Um, One uh, announcement about Radiothon before I go to um, some community announcements and, of course, a track for this morning. Um... You can still uh, pledge some money. Uh, Asia Pacific Currents hasn't quite hit its target of $1,500. We've got about $300 to raise. So please um, call in, pledge um, some money and and some support for Asia Pacific Currents. The number is 94198377. You can also do it online. And I'm going to play an announcement now about how you can do that and how you can pledge and pay. Um, and we'll be back shortly with our feature interview for the morning. Wondering how you pay your donation to the 3CR Radiothon? Well, you can do so online at www.3cr.org.au or call us with your credit card details on 9419 8377. You can also come into the station at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy, during office hours and pay by cash, cheque or FPOS. Or simply post your cheque or money order to PO Box 1277 Collingwood 3066 and be sure to tell us which program you'd like your donation to go to. In 2016, 3CR published a book to celebrate the station's 40th birthday. Years in the making, Radical Radio, celebrating 40 years of 3CR, is a visually stunning account of the people and ideas that make up this dynamic station. At 300 pages, the book includes hundreds of images and over 50 features on programs, people, music and technology from across the decades. You can get your copy of 3CR's book for $49.50 at the station during business hours at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy. Or online at 3cr.org. .au forward slash shop. Get a piece of your own history. 3CR's Radical Radio is available now. Oh, I am a refugee. Home, running. 
You're listening to 3CR. Please support community radio and your local music scene. Subscribe now. Give money back to the people that give music to you. It is 15 minutes past nine o'clock here on Community Radio 3CR. You're listening to Asia Pacific Currents. The track that you were listening to is called Refugee and it was performed by Kachmundi with Mixed Beans. Coming up now, as I mentioned before, we're speaking with Steve Diston. He's an organiser with the ETU in relation to the current dispute at CUB, the Carlton United Breweries. These workers... 50 long-term and loyal workers and also union members were called into a meeting informed without prior notice that they were being terminated. They were invited to reapply for their jobs with a company called Catalyst Recruitment, um, which is one of those outsourced companies. The invitation to apply for the job came with no guarantee, so they wouldn't necessarily get those jobs. They'd all be on individual contracts. Uh, they'd be covered by barely a compliant non-union EBA and it would result in massive loss of terms and conditions, including an approximate 65% reduction in monetary entitlements. Steve, good morning. Thanks for joining me on the show. You're welcome. 
So uh, a very classic outsourcing attempt by CUB, actually something we see across the Asia-Pacific all the time, but really um, startling without notice, came as a surprise to the workers and, of course, to the union as well. Yeah, you you summed it up pretty well earlier. But, um, yeah, these guys have been thrown out in the middle of winter in the cold and their only crime is to be members of the union. Um, I think it's important also to to not forget the parallel with uh, a couple of things. Firstly, we're right in the middle of an election campaign. The premise of the election campaign is to uh, reintroduce the ABCC, um, a, a watchdog for the building and construction industry, in other words, to smash the, the union. So that's the premise of the entire um election campaign. This isn't the first attack in this campaign on unions. We know that the, uh, that we're now going after, we as in Australia, not us of course, the NUW for that um, Woolworths dispute. I mean, it, it, do, you, do you see this as a political attack as well as um, a direct attack on these workers? There is no doubt about it in any way, shape or form. The um, Liberals are gearing up for a complete total onslaught against unions in this country. They tried that under Howard with work choices. They tried it with the visa legislation. This time they're coming after us with building codes and they're creating new visa types, as Michaelia Cash has done offshore. Um, There's all sorts of different avenues they have. They're taking penalty rates in the Fair Work Commission, you know, using the Fair Work Ombudsman to to attack unions that actually stand up and fight for their members. It's a a full frontal assault and um, I think if... If this election on um, Friday, the, sorry, Saturday the 2nd doesn't turn out well for working people, um, you can expect the living conditions in this country to go down quite rapidly. One argument that CUB might make, not that I'm wanting to be fair to them or anything like that, one argument that they could make is that they just can't afford to keep workers on under the uh, wages and conditions that have currently been agreed to. What do you say about that? Well, if they're strapped for cash, they can probably firstly look at their CEO, who's on $62 million this year. I reckon they might be able to start there before they reach into the pockets of my blokes, middle-class blokes from the suburbs. I'm pretty sure um, $62 million, he can stick his hand in his pocket rather than the other way around. I mean, really, that's the point, isn't it? This whole idea of flexible labour, um, flexibility and all of that is really flexibility for the bosses and zero flexibility for us. Flexibility, it, it actually means total control. When an employer says flexibility, they don't mean flexible. They mean total control to dictate to you the terms of your life. I, I, I don't think that's right in a democratic society. I don't think your employer should have total control over your life, but that's just me. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I think our listeners would too. But I, but I mean, those are the terms. These are. This is the fight that we're all fighting right now. Is who who gets to control our lives, whether it's us democratically and collectively, or uh, the bosses, which is you know where, where the struggle is at, basically. But speaking of the struggle, the CUB, where is this dispute at? So. Um, the the workers are out uh, picketing the the brewery. What's going on? Yeah, well, because the um, employees are all out of a job at the moment, um, they've they've decided to set up a community protest line, and it's a, it's outside the front gates of the brewery at twenty two Southampton Crescent, Abbotsford, and um, we have a little bit of a camp there, and you can probably hear us 
on the microphone if you come down. We've had plenty of members of the community come down and support the guys. We've had different unions offer support. The Meat Workers Union bought us snacks. The workers out of the chocolate factory bought us chocolate. It's been some good support, but um, the boys really appreciate people coming down and hearing their story. Some of these blokes live worked there since they're 16 years of age. You know, there's there's a whole breadth. We've got apprentices, five apprentices in the same bucket. Um, but some interesting stories to be had down there, and and uh, I think it's a real wake up for the community. They need to see that this sort of stuff. These multinationals are absolutely completely ruthless. They care about nothing except their bottom dollar, bottom line. And if um, you need any proof of that, head down to 22 Southampton Crescent, and that's Exhibit A. Have they replaced um, those sacked workers with um, other temporary workers or um, contract labour? So the employers flown in scabs from WA and also um, picked up a couple of local scabs as well. Um, they bust them in in a, a bus with black plastic covered over the windows um, in the middle of the night. They came in first up and uh, they're solely there just to provoke um, the sacked workers into doing something which would then get a court order of them and obviously have them not able to be in the vicinity of the um, brewery because these guys, we, we know everything that's going in on there. Um, obviously, the operators within the factory, they understand that they're next. The pay rates being offered to the electricians and fitters are less than the operators, um, so you don't exactly have to be Nostradamus to figure out what, what the next move is by this multinational. So um, yeah, it, it, we know what's going on, but the beer production is going through the floor. These these scabs that they've got in, they don't know what they're doing, basically, and they are solely there just to um, dig the screws in a little bit further on our boys, as if throwing them out in the cold in the middle of winter wasn't enough. And you talked about the solidarity that you received from other unions here in Victoria. What about across the, the country and then also internationally from other um, brewery uh, workers' unions? I'll, I'll be honest with you. Coming up to the um, federal election, we've tried to keep this um, very quiet. You're the, you're the first actual um, media that I've spoken to in relation to this. And um, we are keeping it a little bit low profile at this point on purpose um, due to the fact that we don't want these blokes turned into a political ping-pong ball right before the federal election because no doubt the Liberals would love to turn these blokes into a um, an example of, of why they they reckon we need tighter union governance and regulations and all the rest of it. But, so at this, at this stage, we haven't actually put the call out um, to any of our international brothers and sisters. Uh, we've spoken with a brewery in Yatla in Queensland um, the Carlton United Brewery um, owns another brewery up there. We've um, had some discussions with the employees and the organisers from the other unions up there at this stage, but um, leading into the federal election, it, it's best to keep a low profile, we think, um, because I don't think it's coincidence the timing in these actions, and I'm sure they have a plan to blow it right up and the Liberals to try and make these blokes look like criminals right before um, polling day. Well, they have been sacked. They are out, as you've said, in the middle of winter. Um, is there a, a fund or a way that we can support these guys um, while they're they're fighting this battle, which is a battle, as we've said, um, for for union rights and for job security? And it's something that you know every battle we lose impacts all of us. So <clears throat> it's all of our fight. Is the point that I'm trying to make? And is there a way we can support them financially? Yes, there is. There's a, um, we have a GoFundMe page up for the boys. Um, if you go to the ETU Facebook page, the Victorian ETU Facebook page, and if you have a look through our wall, you'll find a, um, a GoFundMe page that we have there. But, you know, if um, anyone wants to come down to the 
to line and, and the boys will tell us, you know, little things, simple things like firewood, um, you know, people have been dropping off snacks for the barbecue. Uh, just just simple things make a big difference. But we do have a GoFundMe page if um, people would like to donate. Steve, thank you so much for your time on the program this morning. Was there anything you wanted to add? Today us, tomorrow you. Thank you. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you. That was Steve Diston, he's an organiser for the ETU um, and representing the workers at CUB in Abbotsford. That is the Carlton United Brewery. Let me give you some of those details again so that you can support those guys. Um, Firstly, if you want to go down to the community picket, it's at 22 Southampton Crescent in Abbotsford. Um, They're asking for you to bring whatever you can or just yourselves and your support. Things like firewood, snags for the barbecue, uh, any food, anything else that you can. If you can't physically get there, there is another way that you can support the dispute. You can go to the Victorian ETU Facebook page and go to the, uh, the details of the GoFundMe campaign are registered on that Facebook account so that you can support these guys while they're out, um, uh, unemployed, so sacked, uh, which took effect uh, almost immediately. Um, so to support that dispute in that way, as uh, Steve said, they're wanting to keep this a little bit low profile in the lead up to the election because no doubt these guys are going to be used as a scapegoat for whatever liberal campaign is brewing. And of course, you can expect the possibility of this blowing up just before the election. So they will absolutely need your moral, political and financial support. It's 26 minutes past nine o'clock here on Community Radio 3CR. You're listening to Asia Pacific Currents. I'm going to go do some community announcements. It's 40 years that the station's been around. I hope it's around for the next 40 years. CR has been a trailblazer. It's still the leader and the benchmark in terms of actually engaging the community. The role it plays is really, really, really important. And the role it plays in empowering people on a personal level, empowering communities and giving communities the power to actually take a bit of control of their future cannot be underestimated. CR programs provide information and analysis you won't hear in the mainstream. Today we'll be looking at the legacy of the US war on Vietnam on Laos. And as far as corporate capitalism is concerned, it is the worst political and economic system that you can have. Our laws about jailing refugees and asylum seekers are so well crafted. Sex is not irrelevant and we like who we are, but we don't have to be imprisoned by our gender. Become a subscriber today. Call us on 9419 8377 or visit 3cr.org.au. 3CR, the voice of dissent. 28 uh, minutes past 9 o'clock here on Community Radio 3CR. Let me just clarify the details of the community picket. It's running from 6am to 6pm Monday to Friday. So if you were hoping to get down there today, you might not be able to. Um, I certainly was hoping to. Um, but again, go to the Victorian ETU Facebook page, go to the Go GoFundMe um, account and, and support them. And also 
get to the community picket if you can. That does bring us to the end of the program. Thanks so much for tuning in. Asia Pacific Currents, as I said earlier in the program, is brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links and we're on the web or the w.aawl.org.au. We're also on Facebook and Twitter, so check us out on those social media platforms. Radiothon is still happening. Please give us a ring or go to the 3CR website um, to pledge your support for independent and left-wing community radio. And coming up next is Palestine Remembered. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.